just go out there and find that project, find something to do that he or she can't touch and doesn't really know about. You can be sneaky and you can be secretive. And that's okay. As long as it's in the company's best interest, you're not stopping anything productive from happening. You're not stepping on anybody's real toes and you are helping the company succeed and are in line with the company's strategy. Go do it, guys. You can grow. You can help. You can contribute. You can increase your value in this competitive market. You can rock this world. You can really rock the job market. Go grow your skill set and stop being chained to a micromanaging boss. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material, episode 33, how to grow when you're being micromanaged. You might have heard the saying, people don't leave jobs, they leave bosses. And that's pretty true from what I've seen. Bosses make or break your experience at work. Now, of course, people leave jobs for other reasons like compensation and work-life balance. I know I've done it. I know plenty of people have done it. But bosses are a big reason people start looking for other employment. In this episode, we're going to discuss how to grow your skill set when you're being micromanaged by a boss. Basically, how to get around your micromanaging boss. Let's do this. I love this episode because this addresses a huge concern that I'm seeing all around the United States, all around people who want to become either senior level contributors or want to become managers eventually in their own right. Now, and a lot of these people that I talk to, they want to become managers and they vow that they are not going to be a micromanaging boss like that person that they really disliked working under. So let's get started. Let me tell you about Linda. Of course, her name has changed, but Linda was somebody that I was coaching. She worked as a financial analyst and because of reorganizations and just general attrition and, and things like that, she she basically, she hardly went a year at her company without having a new manager. That is a lot more common than you think. So if you think you're an outlier, if you haven't, you know, if, if you've been having new managers year over year, you're not an outlier. That's now the norm. Now, most of you know, but having a new manager year over year is going to severely affect your chances of getting promoted if you're not being excellent out loud. That's one of my favorite things to say. You have to prove that you have the skill set for the new position, prove that you should be promoted by being excellent out loud. Anyway, so a couple of years ago, 
she landed a new boss with a reputation in the finance department of being a micromanager. This finance director was a real controller. She liked to control every single piece of output, every single thing that was created under her and in her little department. Any work she gave, she'd go over in fine detail and change it to be exactly what she wanted without giving much guidance or feedback. She would just take the first draft and she would change it and not give feedback. She would just change it, submit it, and that was the end. She felt like that was her job, right? As like an editor of every, every piece of work that came out of her department. It really hurt Linda's chances of growing her skills because she didn't know how to improve. She didn't know what she was doing, quote, wrong. And, you know, and she stopped believing that she could do a good job at a higher level work, you know, at at a higher level work and stopped asking for new projects. Because when she first started working for this finance director, she asked for those projects that would grow her skill set. She knew where she wanted to go as a professional. She wanted to be a financial director or a finance director uh, at one point, you know, at, at some point in her career. But every single time she got a new project, from that finance director, from her boss, she wasn't able to learn from it because she would submit her first draft and then that finance director would change everything and submit it, you know, to wherever it needed to go. So how does, how does Linda get around that? Let's talk about it. Like you might've inferred, like you might've realized here, confidence takes a hit when you're being micromanaged. And so do opportunities to grow your skill set. But you can still do both if you have a micromanaging boss. The one thing you absolutely need to achieve this is our allies and friends beyond your boss. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, then you know that how much I really fully advocate for you to have friends in the office for you to make friends beyond your boss and your immediate colleagues to make friends in other departments to really get to know the people that you're working with. And here's one reason why. Linda here, she needed to make friends in the office so that she could get placed in a project that wasn't under her boss's control. She needed to make a reputation for herself that wasn't controlled by her micromanaging boss. She had to produce work and be able to grow underneath somebody who wasn't going to micromanage every single decision she made. And the very first thing she had to work on was growing her confidence in a new team. And by a new team, I don't mean she had to change her job or change her direct report. I mean, she needed that new project that her boss had no control over so that she could grow that confidence within that kind of dotted line team. So here's Here's what Linda did. She found herself some friends and she was pretty good at making friends. She was a, she had a bubbly personality. She was a giver by nature. She wanted to help people. She was lovely. And, uh, and she made friends in marketing and in product where I was at the time. She made friends all around the company. And when she and I started talking about this and she, she has since left that company, but when she and I first started talking about this, we came to the conclusion, she told me that she had no opportunities for growth because she couldn't figure out how to get there. And I said, well, you know what? 
I'm working on this other project under the oversight of, of my boss, who I really respect, and we need somebody to do some financial analysis for us. I'm happy to give you feedback on what I need and don't need. I'm happy to submit it to my boss, kind of around her boss, to figure out you know what could be improved and help you get into the swing of it and a little bit more build that confidence and that skill set that you're looking for. So because she had a friend and everyone on that team pretty much knew her, then it was, it was really easy for people to give her feedback. It was easy because she was transparent and honest and didn't ever say anything bad about her boss, but did say she was looking to grow that skill set and she was really happy about it. And she asked her boss's permission to join that team and to help us out. And I, I wrote a glowing email for Linda and said, Hey, I really enjoy her skills. I really, in, uh, d- really enjoyed talking to her. I think she could have a very positive impact on this project. Do you mind sparing her for maybe three hours a week on this project? I would love to get an expert's opinion on, you know, some of this financial analysis that we're doing for this new product that we might be building that we're ideating at, at the time. So of course, with that glowing, email for Linda. Of course, her boss said yes, and they worked it out. But because Linda had friends on the team, we made sure that her work came to us and that we were able to give her some feedback. And there was another finance person on our team helping us out. And so we gave her work to him and they started creating this friendship and he started giving her feedback. And all of a sudden, Linda found herself with a couple new mentors not me. It was a, it was somebody higher up than me. And then that other finance guy. And so she was able to start growing her skills without her boss being totally involved in all of the outputs and without her boss breathing down her neck and changing all of her work. So she grew that confident confidence in her work and she grew her skill set in finance because she was able to get her boss's permission to join another team, you know, dotted line and another project to contribute and, and make a positive impact for the company. We are having our first ever black Friday sale for aspiring managers group. If you want to build the confidence, build the skills that you know will get you into a management career, then join the Aspiring Managers Group. We have kicked the price down from $147 a month down to just $47 a month. This deal is not going to last. Only the first 10 people who sign up are going to get this deal, and then it goes right back up to $147 a month. So come join us in the Aspiring Managers group for the course and for coaching so you can get to the management career that you're looking for. So it was kind of a a sneaky way to do it, but that is how she was able to grow while she was being micromanaged in her normal role. And it also kind of contributed to her leaving the company because she got that breath of fresh air and realized that her whole work life did not need to be micromanaged. So this is a good story of how, how to overcome being micromanaged, how to keep growing in your skill set, in your professional life when you have a micromanaging boss. Now, I will coach people and talk to people all the time, and they'll say things like, 
I don't know anyone else who can give me projects. I just don't know. Well, that's, I mean, that's fine. Go make some friends, go make some friends, join an ERG, join, you know, join, that's an employee resource group, ERG, join just different channels on Slack, maybe of interest that you have, get to know different colleagues. And then if you are coming to the table with an, a mindset to help, then at different times, think about what skills you have and offer them to help. So if you are in design and you are making friends in the marketing group, well, those two things really, really match up. You can offer your design expertise to help the marketing team. And guess what? They're going to love it. Or you can, you know, think about different areas where you can help and strategically make friends. Making friends is all about getting to know the other person, asking about the other person. It's really, it's just understanding, listening, coming to the table with questions. So go make friends and then you'll start to know people who can give you or involve you in projects that are happening around the company. The second thing people generally tell me when, when we're talking about micromanage, managing bosses and people like that, uh, they'll say, you know, how can I do these projects without getting my boss involved? (laughs) They're really, really micromanaging me. I don't know how to do these projects, submit all these things when my boss says, Hey, run everything by me first. Well, you can absolutely I would say there, there are a few different tactics to, to get around that. The number one thing is you can run it by your boss and by the lead of that team at the same time. So in parallel, then at the same time, you can also run it by the team lead. So the person whose whose group you're joining in that dotted line sense and say, is this what you mean? I'm just, you know, I'm trying to understand the requirements of what you want, you know, what you're trying to get. And that way you'll get somebody else's feedback before you get your boss's feedback. So your boss really, the point here is to join a team where your boss doesn't have almost any influence or anything to do with it. And that way you, you do get around your boss's micromanaging um, personality. So that way you can then grow your confidence and grow your skill set without getting your boss involved, even if he or she wants to be involved. Another way to kind of get around that is by asking for the team leads or, you know, the, the team that you just dotted line and joined, asking them what the guidelines are and asking them if they want your boss involved. So again, make friends first. Don't say anything bad about your boss because that will reflect poorly on you. But then do ask, you know, if they want the added time spent of your boss being involved and checking all of your work, they'll kind of get what you mean. So that's another way to get through it. Here's the bottom line. Put yourself somewhat sneakily under someone else's management for a project or two. If you have a micromanaging boss, put yourself under someone else's management for a project or two. Now it might be one hour a week. It might be three, it might be five hours a week, but it will give you that opportunity to branch out, spread your wings and fly. 
It will give you that confidence that you need. It will give you the feedback that you need, unless you put yourself under another micromanaging boss. It will give you what you need, the exposure that you need as well to then build the proof that you can get to the next level in your job, you know, or get to that next promotion that you're looking for. So as you are working through the horrors and the stresses of a micromanaging boss, you can still branch out. You can still find those other projects and honestly, just do it. Just do it, guys. Every time I've had a micromanaging boss, and I tried not to make this podcast about me this episode anyway, but every time I've had a micromanaging boss, I kind of, yeah, they were micromanaging. They wanted to see everything that I was doing as long as it had a deliverable and was tied to my key performance objectives. But if it was something I was trying to learn, I didn't ask their permission. I just went and did it. And I told them afterward. So that's also an option. You don't necessarily need to tell your boss every single thing that you do. You can just go do it and tell them afterward and then say, oh, I really thought that the the general vibe, the general attitude of our department was to be proactive and helpful for the company. So I offered my services and offered my help in this area. If that's, if being helpful for the company and helping the company produce and and have a higher production level is not something that you want, I would be happy to know that so that I know if we're aligned with the company strategy or not, and, and how I can best fit in with this company. I was just trying to help. You see that? That was kind of the line I used to take when I had a micromanaging boss. So I would really, really suggest that if you have a micromanaging boss, just go out there and find that project, find something to do that he or she can't touch and doesn't really know about. You can be sneaky and you can be secretive and that's okay. As long as it's in the company's best interest, you're not stopping anything productive from happening. You're not stepping on anybody's real toes and you are helping the company succeed and are in line with the company's strategy. Go do it guys. You can grow, you can help, you can contribute, you can increase your value in this competitive market. You can rock this world. You can really rock the job market. Go grow your skill set and stop being chained to a micromanaging boss. If you need more help, come find me at saverstreet.com. I would be happy to talk you through this and happy to help. All right. I hope this did help and I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.